0: hey andrew yes ryan just so you know i'm gonna be updating the terms of use for this podcast from now on everyone who subscribes to this podcast will have to forfeit over their banking information contact information business information and all of their porn interests and your dignity wait they download this podcast they don't have dignity <laughs> Neither do we. welcome back to the explosion of happiness episode number 44 it is august 3rd 2016 i am your host ryan And I am your other host, Andrew. And in this weekly podcast, we talk
1: about video games as well as the hype that surrounds it. Before that, Ryan, do
0: you play anything this week? I'm trying my hardest to not be a piece of shit anymore. Oh, I set out to play Super Metroid so I could be no longer a piece of shit. I'm very proud of you. And yeah, you showed me
1: the setup that you got going. I really like that little clip
0: that you have for your PlayStation remote that just hooks right onto your cell phone. I think that's... It was comfortable, it played well. Yeah, I think I've talked about it in a previous podcast when I bought it, but Mm -hmm. this is the first game I've never played before that I'm using it for to get the full experience from, and I'm very pleased with it. If anyone owns a Sony Xperia and you like to emulate with it, I can't recommend enough the 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 whatever-the-fuck-the-thing-is-called. Just Google Clip for dualshock 4 and android phone and you'll probably find it it's like a little suction cup thing but it's amazing for emulating uh on your cell phone it lets you use a dualshock 4 for perfect emulation yeah so what do you think of the actual game well obviously it's it's horribly outdated it's a total monumental overrated piece of shit uh (laughs) the game doesn't hold your hand at all which is a very serious problem because i don't know what i'm supposed to do in it Uh, the level design is just all over the place. There's, like, no direction whatsoever. There's not even really a story. It doesn't tell you anything. There's no lines of dialogue. It's like, I'm just supposed to know what's going on or something. Anyway, I I just find it very insulting, because it's almost like the game doesn't want to give me any help at all, like games are supposed to now. I'm very offended that I'm playing as a woman, because I don't know how to relate to that. I'm not a woman, so, you know, (laughs) fuck me. I wish it would give me a choice. (laughs) Yeah, it's also punishingly difficult. Well, not punishingly (laughs) difficult. I mean, I've actually got a couple game overs, and that's totally fucked up. That's not supposed to happen. Games are supposed to make me feel good. I'm not supposed to have to try to win. So what I'm saying is Super Metroid is a gigantic piece of shit that um, needs to be left in history. (laughs) I don't even have it. That's too
1: good.
0: Yeah, uh, honestly, it's a great game. I really wish I played it as a kid. I'd probably be in love with it. I don't know where I would rank it in terms of, like, favorite games of all time, but I can definitely see why it's considered that. Yeah, it's hard for me to
1: say, like, overall where it ranks. Very easy for me to say top
0: five out of the Nintendo games. I will say I don't think it holds up as timelessly as people think, but I kind of also thought that about A Link to the Past. I mean, the only thing that really irritates me about Super Metroid is having to hit the select button to scroll through all the weapons whenever you're, like, in a pinch. But that's just, that's sort of designed in the game. Other than that, like, even the really tricky platforming sequences, I don't really have a problem with them. I guess someone could complain about that, but... Where are you in the game? Oh, I just got the space jump. The space jump. I remember the first time I got this game, and
1: I put it in my Super Nintendo, and I turned it on. Game just, you know, immediately starts up. And there's, like, just... It's just one line of spoken dialogue, but it's actually voice acted or synthesized. Yeah. And as soon as the game talked to me, I remember freaking the fuck out and running up to my dad and screaming, my game's talking to me, my game is talking to me. Oh. Yeah. This is adorable. Yeah, I look forward to your opinion when you beat it, because, I mean, it's yeah, it's a great I guess, game.
0: I guess we could talk more about other Metroid games, because playing Super Metroid has made me want to go back and replay Metroid Fusion and sort of compare the two now that I've... Metroid Fusion, in my opinion, is just like... <sighs> I know a lot of people really hate it, and now that i play Super Metroid, I can kind of see why people hate it, even though I think it's kind of an overreaction by a lot of people, but it is very obvious. It was a little more hand-holdy. There was actual dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it just seemed like it was a more simplified version of Super Metroid, but it's almost the same exact game, if you forget, for those things, which... I mean, did you ever finish Metroid Fusion? Yeah, I beat Metroid oh, Fusion. Oh, okay, I, I wasn't sure. Cause I was going to say if you've been... I I've beaten every single Metroid
1: except for... Well, 2D Metroid, except for Metroid 2.
0: Okay, I also got to say, it might just be... Because I played Metroid Prime back in its actual day, I honestly feel like I think Metroid Prime is a better game. But that's a game I think I actually want to replay after I finish Super Metroid. And then if you play it for the first time, then I think that would be a really juicy debate. Debate I, about what? Which is better? I mean, Metroid Prime, Prime versus or, Super Metroid. Because yeah. I think there's honestly just a lot of personal preference involved. But it's very common to just universe and say, no, Prime is good, but it's nothing compared to the original. I honestly think there's more to Prime than that. But uh, like I said... Yeah, I just need to figure out how to play Prime. And I will. Yeah, it would be really great if you know they put the fucking trilogy on the Wii U or the NX or something, right? Well, I was just thinking too. They they
1: haven't remade uh, Return of Samus Metroid Two. It, it's only come out for the original Game Boy, and I yeah. also had that game. And playing that was a bunch of horsecock. Now again, I was like six or seven at the time, but it's a Game Boy, so there's no color. Everything looks the same, and. The planet it takes place on, um, SR388, is fucking huge. It is massive. <laughs> and the entire objective of the game is to track down all these metroidies. Like, you've got a little counter in the bottom right corner. And as you kill more, like, the path opens up. Like, lava will lower and shit, so you can go deeper into the planet. But there's no, like... I don't remember there being a map. Everything fucking looks the same. It's mostly a just wander around aimlessly,
0: trying out new shit, I remember just being uh,
1: incredibly frustrated with it.
0: I, I did actually look at the overlay of the map from Metroid 2 and was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is a fucking Game Boy game. This is fucking huge. Yeah. it's. it's uh... I, I think it'd be fun to watch you play that and offer some commentary while you frustratedly try to beat that Metroid game. Okay, that sounds great, because like I said, this is the only 2D Metroid game I haven't played. Do you know how long it would be? I mean, I could have like a guide open for when you get stuck or something, or we could just excessively watch you beat your head against the wall and start screaming I'm about an how much you i adult now, and with these kind of games, that I, the average for
1: a Metroidvania game, I'd say, is about 10 hours. But knowing how much of a giant piece of shit this is and how terrible I would probably be at it, I'm willing to say 20. <laughs> it probably took me like, a good 20 hours with mm-hmm. no guides, with no maps. Holy fuck, I just looked at the map. Yeah, this is... Oh, my God. (laughs) This is bigger than Axiom Verge. This is bigger than Super Metroid.
0: Just Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. On a Game Boy. Yep. Impressive. I want to see you conquer it, and then I want to watch it go, thank God I'm not playing this. (laughs) Is it still fun, though? Uh, Oh, yeah, it's still fun. It's still Metroid. It's just... I'm sure you've gotten stuck
1: in Super Metroid, but you probably get stuck for, like, five minutes, and, like, those five minutes can be kind of frustrating, right?
0: Just... Uh, well, Change usually, like uh, there, 50 minutes. there were two moments I got stuck and it's like, you basically just go exploring for a long time and find a ton of shit until you get to a point where I'm like, okay, no, I really have no idea where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You just got to have a good memory. This environment has water. This environment has fire. This environment has this weird thing out of place or this pitfall. Like one thing I regret as I played through Super Metroid was that I wasn't paying very close attention to a lot of things. Early on stuff. Isn't
1: that cleverly hidden? Right. Later on in the game, though, there's certain like minor power ups that you don't need, just like well, you know, five extra missiles yeah. and stuff that are really fucking hidden away. Like you have to freeze enemies to make platforms right up against the wall, and then missile this one specific point, kind of bullshit. Yeah. Just so you can grab a five extra missile pack, which again isn't necessary, oh, but that, if you that... want 100 percent the game.
0: The part of the game where you like fall down a pit and then you're like, How the fuck do I get out of here? and you find that ostrich that basically shows you how to do the super jump. I almost yeah. did it myself. That was yeah. like the biggest oh shit moment in this entire game. Like I had no idea I could do this and this is awesome.
1: Yeah, there's a similar pit with the gremlins that teach you how to wall jump.
0: Yeah, yeah, I found that one too. It, like everybody that
1: talks about video game design always that's something they bring up from Super Metroid is the like a tutorial without text, teaching by showing kind of thing. Yeah. You know, another big one is like Mega Man X that kinda of does that too. And it's just like yeah. it's cool and really smart when games do that and I, I appreciate it. Instead yeah. of the stupid instead of the stupid car that drives by with the loud fucking engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead of you know,
0: like the five minute tutorial of going,
1: Samus Aran, Samus Aran, sprint and then press down to charge a super jump.
0: I'm wondering if Metroid Prime's first twenty minutes will frustrate you because it is kind of a tutorial, but It basically starts you off on a space station and it teaches you what you can do. And then shortly after that, in a traditional Metroid fashion, you lose all your powers and you start off on a planet. And basically it's just like that from there. But yes, I'm just curious to know how you will feel about how like the story and the atmosphere in Metroid Prime affects you. Because I think they did a really good job of telling a story without ever speaking a word in that game. Yeah, Super Metroid really doesn't have... It has a setting. It has like... Maybe
1: you could say plot points. I wouldn't really say it has a story.
0: I was thinking while playing it, also, if this game came out today or a game like Metroid was like first created today, people would be calling it very Dark Souls-like. <laughs> you notice how like every game that attempts to actually penalize you for losing is like Dark Souls-like now? Yeah, I notice people say that, and to me, that's not what Dark
1: Souls-like is. Dark Souls-like is punishing, but fair not just challenging. Oh, people, like there's basi- there's basi- a line.
0: Basically anything where you can fuck up and then lose something by fucking up is considered Dark Soulsy or something fucking dumb mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. It's just a buzzword that... There's a big infograph. I don't remember where I put it, where it just shows like fucking 100 different articles by major game journalists calling every single game with any challenging bits in it now very similar to Dark Souls. Did you know that the original
1: Ninja Gaiden for Nintendo... Was actually inspired by Dark Souls. It's very Dark Souls like. Oh yeah, it actually yeah. ripped off Dark Souls. Yeah, no. Yes, because the creator traveled future, you know, forward in time using the Illuminati, you know, time machine to play Dark Souls just so you could be inspired to make Ninja Gaiden. It's well known right. fact.
0: Kind of like how Sister Shock ripped off Dead Space.
1: Yes, exactly. And you couldn't be more correct.
0: Yeah. And
1: how Dead Space ripped off a uh, Bioshock Infinite. You know.
0: Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, you play anything else? No, I think we can do news. Alright, yeah, I, I
1: played jack shit this week. I was going to bring this up really quick because I think it's funny. Okay. So, Blizzard did another ban wave on Overwatch. And when they ban you, they perma-ban you. No warnings, nothing. You cheat, your account's gone. You're done for. Somebody went onto one of these uh, cheat engine sites and they screen some of the most cringeworthy shit I've seen in a while to declaring that they're all at all-out war with Blizzard, and then asking for support by having to buy <laughs> Core Coins. Oh, God. <laughs> Literally, the post starts off with, listen up, you goofballs, we are at war. War with Blizzard. And it goes on to say, if you want to support our cause, you have to buy some Core Coins. If we get enough users buying Core Coins, the site will grow, and we'll be able to hire agents with this that can help protect us. Maybe in a court battle eventually. Buy Core Coins
0: uh there are so many things i could say about this i don't even know what to say
1: uh another post goes on to say can we make a petition or something i deserve another chance if i spent extra to buy the pre-order edition this is unacceptable it's 2016 cheating happens a slip on the wrist is always better than lynching the person not if you're me and i say just lynch the person (laughs) this one's extra nice because it's posted all in comic sans wow 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 blizzard really again bandwave what the fuck is your problem blizzard just leave us alone we aren't even destroying the server. Now my brother is going to kill me.
0: Nice. Yeah. So it just uh, kinda so, conf- so anyone over the age of 13 here? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. It just kind of confirms my opinion of, like, the people that do this shit are so ignorant of what they're doing. Like, they're willing to lie to themselves to the point that it's okay. Yeah. That this is their reaction to getting banned for cheating. Like, really, you're fucking cheating. Own up to it. That's... And then my favorite is somebody saying, wow, thanks, Blizzard. Banned yet again. Guess I'll just go back to Counter-Strike, go.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, cheat in that. Well, that's okay. Everyone cheats in that. But I was okay with that. Um. Yeah, I don't really feel like I should need to say anything about that, nor do I really want to, because it's just, if you're going to cheat, expect to get banned. Yep. I can't believe that there's actually a large number of people who turn themselves into victims over deciding to cheat. It's not my fault I have a physical disability. I need these hacks to play at the same level as others. Okay, well, ask Blizzard <laughs> to make a special mode for you. There was actually a post that was
1: like that, where a guy's like, "I have to smoke a shit ton of pot every day, <laughs> and I can't
0: play this game good when I smoke this much weed,
1: so I need the cheat engines." It's like, wow, maybe you just
0: shouldn't play this game then. It's Truly, really the best examples of humanity. Uh, Man, you should link me to this. I might want to read some of these. you sound funny. All right, yeah. There's like 27, 28 of these screen caps, so I'm not going to sit here and read every one of them. Oh, I just kind of can- want to glance at them just to see a wall of whiny bitches being whiny bitches. With anyone like, this isn't fair. I wasn't cheating and I got banned anyway. Pretty much everybody is admitting that they're banning because they're
1: on, or cheating, I should say, because they're on the forms for the cheat engine. They're just acting like they shouldn't be banned for cheating, that it's perfectly okay.
0: Sadly, I am banned. These mortals have angered me for the last time. Blizzard will feel my wrath. Oh my. He might have a katana. He might come after them. (laughs) Also wearing a fedora. Listen up, you go, we be at war. Oh God. Yeah, this is the one you read. Jesus fucking Christ. They actually expect me to buy another copy, fucking Jew bastards. Really shows how shady these business practices have become. And yes, I'm at Shady business practices. They have the audacity to expect their players to not cheat. <laughs> Goddamn. Blizzard, you made a powerful enemy. We are anonymous.
1: We are Legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. Is that real? Is yep. that real? Oh my God. What's funny is uh, Blizzard did get ddos yesterday, and a lot of people were saying it's because of these bandwaves. So, congrats, that's your magic trick that you got there, is to pay, pay for a botnet.
0: I really just don't care about competitive multiplayer anymore, and this is part of the reason why. Yeah, this is the exactly... O- a- the older comment. I get, the more I just want to leave this shit in the past. It just seems like its communities are getting worse. I guess I kind of just always my entire life, my entire gaming life, while I play multiplayer games and encounter hackers, I always assume these are people who are just hacking just to piss other people off and they know they're going to get banned. But now I realize there are actual people out there who think they're going to cheat and get away with it and it's going to be okay. And they reserve the right to get mad when they get banned. That's uh, really sad. Next story. Next story. I was going to bring up this Overwatch summer games thing, but I guess it's just a bunch of loot bullshit. Yeah, a lot of people are upset about that because there's like loot boxes that you can only get from
1: leveling up, it's like exclusive summer loot boxes, yep. and the things within them you can't use the in-game currency that people have been saving up for to buy them. Oh, so okay. you have to find them. So people are upset, just saying this basically is encouraging people to use microtransactions, which
0: yep. yeah, guess what? That's yeah, that, of course Blizzard
1: yeah, wants you to pay money. That's
0: going to happen. Anyone whoever says they're not going to do that with these kind of systems, of course mm-hmm. they are. And also the other side of this, you don't need any of this
1: shit, so I don't care. Yeah, bitch and whine all you want, stamp your <laughs> feet. Uh, you still have access to every fucking game mode. You have access to every map. Additional maps, completely for free. You get additional characters like Ana. get game modes, They like fucking Lucio Ball. We get all that shit for free. Just because people want to buy loot boxes so they can look super kawaii. Oh, I need my tracer skin. It's like, yeah, okay, then fucking spend all your money on a fucking cosmetic effect. I don't give a shit, motherfucker. I just want to play the fucking game. I guess... My enjoyment is
0: tied zero to what my skins look like, so whatever. I like to obsess over useless garbage, and now I'm finding a reason to realize why it's useless garbage, but I'm going to get mad anyway, because I want my useless garbage.
1: Yep. yep. And, I mean, fucking uh, Final Fantasy 14 did something similar where they made a new, somewhat custom mount. It's unique looking, and a lot of people like it, but then instead of putting it into the game as a way to actually get it, they put it up on their website, you have dollars to get it and a lot of people are really upset and stamping their feet. I am upset by it, because I want that mount, but I'm not going to spend $30 on it, and I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it
0: either. You don't need it. My advice to anyone who cares about this stuff is stop. Realize how little actually effects. Realize that they're, the actual gameplay is what you should care about. Mm-hmm. And if these artificial skins, if, you, if you're surrounded by people who obsess over these things and want you to obsess over them too, cut them from your life because they're mentally retarded and will lead you to a bad end. Right. And I think the most important thing to remember with
1: Anything like this, where you have these microtransactions, you need to weigh the cost-benefit ratio, and you also need to realize eventually you will stop playing this game. You will move on. You will find something else. Well, so just hopefully. like everything in gaming, this
0: is fleeting. Well, Overwatch is the big thing right now. Everyone is playing it. I'm kind yes, of they are kind of happy. I'm not because I'm just avoiding a lot of stress. Avoiding a lot of fucking morons. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next new story. Okay, how about? Uh... Frontwire Studios, the developer making that front 3 mod, uh, oh, was right. forced to remove the Star Wars assets from their games, and now they're just making their own original IP. We uh, both fucking called
1: this, didn't we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we brought it up in a previous podcast. We both said that this would happen, and we both came to the same conclusion. The developers knew this was going to happen. They wanted this to happen so they would get free publicity. If they just made their own IP... Nobody would hear about them. Nobody would know that this story is going on, that this game is in development. They specifically went out of their way to say, We're making Battlefront 3, we're using Star Wars stuff,
0: so that news outlets would report on them and give them free fucking marketing. Well, I'm sure they would have still gotten uh, some attention just by spreading word. We're making a Battlefront like game. By just having straight up Star Wars, it immediately got all this attention. And mm-hmm. now like they're going to continue to be reported on by, you know, I'm reading this from Tech Raptor, but I've seen them on fucking actual big sites even like Kotaku and stuff have been reporting on this mod. Their game is going to continue to get coverage now, whether it's anything even resembling Battlefront or not. So they succeeded. And they're claiming it's still going to come out for free. And, you know, one might hope maybe they'll just allow people to mod Star Wars skins into it. That might be a secret backdoor way to still put out a Battlefront 3 game. But I got to say, I would not be surprised if they turn around at some point and say, no, actually, we're making something totally new. It's going to actually cost money, but don't worry. We got our own ideas in this and... Yeah, or put in some form of
1: monetization or something, you know, payable for skins or whatever.
0: The original concept of what Battlefront was going to be was incredible and if they still intend to make that game, I'll still look forward to it and await it until release, but I'm sure this was all foreseen and planned by them. I pretty much only glanced at the news article. I didn't read anybody's like comments or anything. I have
1: to wonder, I have to ask, are people actually upset that this is happening? Are people
0: like, oh, fuck you EA, fuck you Disney? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, people are saying, Oh, there goes EA doing what they do. Well, yeah, of course they're doing what they're gonna do. And it's I it is kind of fucked up because they don't want a third party app, you know, tampering with one of their IPs. They don't want to tamper with a Star Wars image or they specifically said they don't want a developer to make a potentially better game than their Battlefront franchise, which is the same reason Gearbox shut down that Duke Nukem mod, but at the very least, why not just pick them up and let, like, you don't have to fund them or anything, but you can still let them try to make a game. If it beats a certain bar of quality and it gets well received, you can put it up on Origin and charge people for it because you're EA and you love to do that. It'd basically be free money for you. Why not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah,
1: uh, another aspect um, that should be brought up is that this is regarding, you know, IP law and copyright law, trademark law, whatever. That shit is really deep and complex, and most people don't understand it. And I'm not going to claim that I understand it. I just want to point out something I've heard, and that you have to defend every infringement against your IP to keep up your copyright and trademark. And Because once you let somebody have free access to it and you don't do anything while you know about it, that sets up precedent that other people will then be allowed to come in and make their own shit. So. Yeah.
0: I did, uh, in a, the article I read on Tech Raptor, it did state that basically Frontwire's lawyer was like, yeah, we don't stand a chance. <laughs> EA Disney will fucking destroy us in the court. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it sucks, but
1: this is the grant. I mean, it's, it's, plus it's fucking Disney that owns Star Wars now. They don't let any of this shit fly, ever. So, no, it shouldn't be really surprising to anybody. But yeah, I still look forward to the game, though. I bet the game could be super fun.
0: Yeah, I was like, uh, the idea of getting Starship fly through planet atmosphere into space, into a space carrier and combat on the ship. Yeah, sounds cool. Uh, I don't know how big this team is or if that's really going to turn out great, but we can, well, wait and see. Maybe they'll pick up more people or open up crowdfunding or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a week from now they have crowdfunding, because now technically
1: they can have crowdfunding. Yep. And then they could be like... If you crowdfund us, you'll get access to
0: special skins. Yeah, hopefully they know that if they start doing that shit, then their audience is just going to immediately turn their backs on them, because that seems to be what always happens. I mean, I'm kind of wearing a tinfoil hat here by saying they probably planned all this. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they genuinely just want to make a Battlefront 3 mod. Maybe they still will. It just seems very oddly, conveniently win-win for them, no matter what outcome. Uh, They have a lawyer. There's no way their lawyer never once
1: said, unless they literally got him yesterday, that he didn't go, so you know, guys, you, you're you going to get buttfucked here, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I would think if you really wanted to make something like this, you don't make a big announcement and draw a bunch of attention to yourself. You just do it and put it out. But all these wad teams like Project M and all this kind of stuff, it's like they get all these huge followings, they get all this media attention, and they start basically turning into businesses with other IPs, and that's why they always get shut down. Mm-hmm. If you really want to make a mod for something, do it behind closed doors and don't announce it until it's ready to go. That way, yeah, yeah and then just slip yeah. it out on a torrent or something. Exactly. And then
1: when you release it, release it with all the fire fury that you can so a ton of people hear about it. Completely DR-free and encourage people to rehost it and do it as anonymously as possible. And then feign complete ignorance that you're breaking any laws. Yep. I'm not a lawyer,
0: though, so if you get fucked from doing that... Um, yeah, don't take my advice. I'm sure someone out there will personally single you out on this podcast. Yep. And, I, I w- <laughs> and then I will go into debt. Yep. yep. What's funny is, like, I, I specifically remember
1: the first time that something like this happened was somebody was creating a 3D remake of Chrono Trigger. This yeah. was like early, like I think it was like 2004, 2005. I think you've mentioned this on the podcast before. Yeah, and it, I mean, it just got taken down, and like I was upset at the time. I was like, oh, Square Enix, why would you do that? But it also really tempered my expectations. So now, whenever I see somebody announce anything that infringes on anybody's IP, this is my first thought: it's going to be taken down. Don't get your hopes up. All right. Uh, so Reggie was interviewed after E3. Okay. Um, and he kind of came off a little bit like a pompous asshole. What he say? The interviewer asked, how do you take criticism of graphics and gameplay on Star Fox? We believe that our development team creates content of great quality and the developers have the right to make the decisions they seem correct, like how to control characters and game mechanics. There are people who love the decisions we take and people who don't. We believe that if we take the decisions we do, it's because we offer the best content and history proves us right. People look for fun, not teraflops of
0: power or graphical fidelity. Okay. I mean, I get what he's saying there in general terms, but if he's applying it to Star Fox, he's wrong objectively. Yeah, the question was specifically about Star Fox. I'm sure anyone who sat down in one of these testing rooms for hours and hours and hours every day of their life testing the game probably got so used to it that it would just be second nature to them. But that control scheme in that game was just completely unfitting for the style of game it was. I've said this in that episode two weeks ago. Shigeru Miyamoto was interviewed by someone, I don't remember who, but they asked him... You know, what's your opinion, all the negative scores that Star Fox Zero was getting and uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said something along the lines of I think people were selling it too short, they should have tried to understand the controls better or they didn't really try to see it for what it was or something like that. I, I think you said it best. Like you can have complex controls
1: if you're going to have like a forty hour campaign. Yeah. And I you mean, can you yeah. get like used to the controls, you know,
0: even if it takes you ten hours, you're still gonna play the game for a shit ton. If you're going to have the content to back up the time it takes to get used to those controls, yeah.
1: Yeah, but if it's and, going to be a three-hour arcade shooter, with intuitive controls. Reggie also goes on when they ask him, uh, how can the NX satisfy or regain the fans? Reggie replied with, I don't think we've lost the trust of
0: our fans. No, they haven't lost the trust, but that doesn't mean that they won't.
1: I, I'd actually say that
0: they've lost the trust of their fans. They, they've lost with, the trust.
1: Like, uh, just the Wii U in general. Uh, paper mario the newer ones and like starbucks i i don't blame people for being really hesitant about the future especially when they're fucking so
0: secretive about the nx people who adopted the wii u such as myself i would say are in the hardcore fan category i think they will always have that bubble of hardcore fans but that's not enough to keep a company afloat as a major hardware manufacturer it's the casual audience of gamers that need to win back. Esports, Twitch, MLG Pro, Skyrim is the best game ever. Those are the fans that hated the Wii U. Those are the people that they want to win back. They'll probably win them back with Zelda. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, Zendo,
1: Zelda will be great.
0: For I don't know. Segment. I I just think the NX would have to be really fucking disastrous for the same people who bought Wii U to totally disregard that. Although I have seen a lot of hate on like Twitter and stuff when they announced. That you know, Zelda was going to be coming out simultaneously on the NX and the Wii U. There were a lot of people claiming to own Wii U, saying that they're pissed and they're never buying Nintendo products again. So maybe I'm wrong. I just thought that the people who bought Wii U just really like Nintendo games and will continue to. But only time will tell.
1: I will say now that uh, in hindsight, the Wii U has the best like exclusives for it. Yeah, it has you know a lot of really good games, and once you add in Zelda, I think it'll be a pretty well-rounded console. But definitely upon release, I mean, it took a while to get there. And on release, it was just not well supported, not well advertised, I feel like. And that's what hurt them the most.
0: Yeah. I and mean, this, is, this is kind of spiraling into conversation about the edX. I just feel like people who adopt Xboxes and PlayStation, they use these hardwares for more than just games. They use them as Netflix devices, social devices. I don't think Nintendo should market to that crowd, so I think what they're doing with the NX is the right idea to make to just dominate the portable market with something that's very convenient and can still produce good games and just focus on that without trying to just make another hardware box to compete with the Xbox One and the PS4. All I can say, yeah, Reggie, whatever, man. You do that PR, but Star Fox Zero was disappointing, whether you want to admit it or not. Right. Well, I mean, there's other little bits in the article that kind of make me not appreciate what Reggie's trying to say here, which, like, they
1: were talking about Splatoon, and then they asked, what was Nintendo's last successful franchise? Reggie replied with, Splatoon, last year. And the interview me- says, I mean, a franchise other than Splatoon. People are saying that it feels like you rely on Zelda and Mario too much. Reggie replies with, were you expecting Super Mario Maker? Maybe not. Implying that Super Mario Maker was a new franchise, which kind of, like, totally disregarding the guy's question in the first
0: place. I mean, I don't really see why Splatoon is a bad answer. I think what the re- interviewer is trying to get at is <laughs> why aren't you making more new IPs? Sony and Microsoft just now started making a bunch of new IPs. It took them fucking years to get around to it. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's got a whole bunch. They got record and uh scale bound and uh sea of thieves and, Sony's got that fucking Guerrilla game and a bunch of other shit. I feel like press kind of chokehold Nintendo for things that they don't really go after other companies for a lot. Well, I think they don't go after other companies for that shit because other companies have, you know, specifically Microsoft
1: I mean, and Sony have the third party the, support like Nintendo the, doesn't. The
0: thing, the thing about Nintendo, though, they often get criticized for, you know, shelling out Mario, Zelda... All their major IPs. And the thing is, they usually try to do something really unique with those IPs every time they put out a new game. Like, every 3D Mario platformer had something dramatically different from the last one. It wasn't until they started doing the new Super Mario Bros. series that that was like a total rehash four times in a row. But even, like, you could say Pokemon Tournament relies on a Pokémon IP, but look at that game. It's something completely new. So, yeah. I guess what I like about Nintendo is, sure, they keep reusing their same IPs, but they always make new kinds of games with those IPs, which is totally fine in my eyes. I do wish they made more original IPs like Splatoon, but... Still, I think they get too much of a hard time Yeah, compared compared to like Gears of War 4, Halo 5, and Killzone, fucking whatever. It's just other platforms have reoccurring series that are just basically the same thing over and over with minor differences, whereas Nintendo tend to reach a lot farther and go the extra mile to make their games newer, even when they reiterate. So, yeah, that's all I have to say.
1: Yep. I think we pretty much covered that.
0: All right uh okay so we got 10 minutes till 11 i say we go into the should i just do the microsoft shit first because i could probably whip through it Yeah, then we could do, do, do that the
1: pro- all right holy fuck i can't believe this this is outrageous screw them we knew this was going to happen all along i mean why is anybody surprised sorry i'm just
0: oh yeah just, <clears throat> microsoft updated their services agreements. I guess this was July fifteenth that they put this up, but people are just now kind of starting to dig into it. <sighs> to paraphrase, I could go into details, but basically, what it looks like is if you use OneDrive, Hotmail, Windows Office, Skype, anything, regardless of your operating system, Microsoft is now going to be data mining your information from those applications. It says this is all going to be effective as of September fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. The first two tabs: the first one being your privacy, the second one being your content. More or less says, we can do whatever we want with this. Screw you. Deal with it. You can rate it for yourself. I can't believe but, this is fucking legal. Uh, well, it's legal because you have to agree to use their apps. For this to not succeed, people have to not use them. They have to not hit the I agree yeah, checkbox. Just because but, it's
1: in the agreement doesn't necessarily mean it's legal.
0: You know, I don't know. You might. They're, like, you ha- could
1: put in the agreement that you have to kill yourself if you use that. Yeah, that's not legal. I
0: have heard that if you don't read a service agreement and you agree to it, that actually holds up some legal ground in court. You could just say, oh, I just checked the box. I didn't actually read it because there's no way they can prove you actually read the service agreement. I've heard that before, that when you click on those boxes, especially with the law agreements, that there's a
1: certain expectancy of what's in the agreement. And if something absurd is in there, that there's no legal grounds that they would actually apply.
0: Well, I think what I also read was that if you didn't know, Cortana... Microsoft search engine that's built into every Windows 10 device and now coming to the Xbox One. You've had the choice to disable it. You're no longer to have that choice pretty soon. It's going to oh, be wow. forced to be on. And this is one of the services that uses your information excessively. I'm told Cortana is a total piece of shit, too. I think I played around with it a bit and it didn't seem like it was very good. It also likes to shill Microsoft products like crazy. But that gets me to the other thing that they're going to be changing. Now, I got to be very specific because it's not all distributions of Windows 10, but it looks like Windows 10 Professional Edition and, I think, Education Edition. Basically, Windows 10 Enterprise and Professional Editions are going to make it so that you can't disable advertisements. Wait, aren't those the same versions that require you to pay a monthly fee? Yes. And you can't disable advertisements on them? Correct. What the fuck? So, the builds of Windows 10 that people are going to be using for, you know, companies and their work. Oh, my God. Microsoft removes policies from Windows 10 Pro uh, there's a chart here that says Microsoft published a new article on TechNet that confirms the policies related to tips and tricks and store suggestions cannot be disabled on Windows 10 Pro. So, yes. In other words, if you disable those already, they're going to come back. And even if you keep try to keep removing them, they're going to keep coming back. They're going to keep putting them in front of you. They're going to keep putting your advertisements in your face over and over again, no matter how many times you try to get them out of your face. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's funny because they just ended the free upgrade a week ago, and uh, it's like I suspected, here it comes. Here comes a train of bullshit that they're going to hit everyone with, and I think they're just going to keep tacking more and more stuff onto it. Those applications I just listed where they're going to be data mining your information, uh, the only one I actually use is OneDrive, and the only reason I use it is because the last external hard drive I bought came with two years of 200 gigabytes on OneDrive free, and... I've been taking use of that, fully knowing that Microsoft is probably tracking all the things I put on it, and I'm more than happy to share all the porn I've been putting on it with them. But I think I'm going to probably try to merge away from that service if this is the kind of bullshit they're going to do, because there's a lot more in their terms of service I didn't even mention. Like, they actually haven't written in where they're protected from legal repercussions. It basically, that's illegal. That does not hold up. Uh, It's flat out. I can actually. I think it's. I think it's part thirteen. I think on their terms of service, if something goes wrong, or they fuck something up, or your data goes out up into the open, basically they're only obligated to refund you whatever you paid that month for that service. And if you were not paying for that service, they're only obligated to refund you about ten dollars worth of whatever damages you receive. But basically, if say you're working for a big company, your information goes out into some fucking server and becomes public information, you're fucked. I know those things,
1: those parts of contracts where it says they have limited liability or no liability when you're using this product. Those don't hold up. But you have to be able to prove meaningful negligence. or I don't know if the word's meaningful, but you have to be able to prove negligence on their part or maliciousness on their part. So it can be hard to prove, but that really doesn't give them any actual legal ground.
0: What I'm reading here is Part 13, Limitations of Liability. If you have any basis for recovering damages, including breach of these terms, you agree that your exclusive remedy is to recover from Microsoft or any affiliates, resellers, distributors, third-party apps and services, presiders, and vendors, direct damages up to the amount or equal to your services fee for the month during which the breach occurred, or up to $10 if the services are free. You can't recover recover Uh, any other damages or losses, including direct, consequential, lost profits, special, indirect, incidental, or punitive. Yeah, that with a good enough case, I I don't believe that would hold up in court. Uh, one of my paranoid fears was that even if you don't have Windows 10, they're going to start infecting all the shit that you currently yeah. got on their other OSs, and that's what they're doing. And not only that, I wouldn't be surprised if they make Windows 8
1: and earlier versions shittier and shittier with uh, updates while having an ad in every single update about Windows 10. Probably. Because I know my fucking ta- my tablet recently did an update. Before, it would last me like two fucking days before I need to charge it. Now I can, like, literally watch the power percentage, the battery charge, go down. Like, it fucking... It lasts me, like, maybe five, six hours without I needing to plug yeah. it in again. It's ridiculous.
0: We were getting conspiratorial last week about them doing that to Steam, and they may yeah. not do that to Steam, but they'll definitely do that to their own products. I don't have oh, any trouble believing they will.
1: will. There's there no way they won't do that to their own product, yeah.
0: This is, here like, uh, Windows 10, Microsoft Office, Skype, OneDrive, Bing, Hotmail, any of these services you have by them. Expect them to get really shitty real soon unless you're prepared for them to fuck you up the ass with something.
1: And also, uh, I, I want to say that on the regards of the data mining, I'm not too worried about that on a personal level because I'm sure everybody has their weird fucked up fetishes and kinks. And I doubt they're going to blackmail me because I have a dog with like a, ton, you know. yeah The part that bugs me is like businesses and companies use that. And there's grounds for uh, corporate oh, yeah. espionage with
0: this exactly. kind of data mining. That's really fucked up. It is. That is probably the most fucked up thing about this whole thing. Whether or not they ever go after individuals with this information, there could definitely be some backdoor conspiring, hey, we got some dirt on this company. Or not even that,
1: like if another tech company has ideas that they want to just straight up steal and use for their own.
0: I would hope uh, enough companies out there put their foot down on this shit and refuse to use Windows products because of it. If there's a big enough backlash, they'll stop. I I wouldn't be surprised. That's why this is all uh, very obscurely worded into their terms of service because they know most people won't read that shit but i would hope companies and their legal departments would yeah I, i'd imagine that if you were a tech company now and you
1: had something that could be useful for microsoft that you would start using another kind of notepad service or skype like service yep and eh, jesus christ that's fucking ridiculous and anyway uh let's go let's keep the conspiracy chain rolling with pokemon go
0: sure take people it are
1: fucking pissed off at nintech and I kind of am too, mostly because nintendo has done a really fucking shitty job of communicating with their updates. They just roll out their updates with no kind of like patch notes. Right. And the most biggest obvious one is they recently, you know, before if you played, you had the little step tracker. And at first it would show you one, two or three or no footsteps to give you a rough idea of how far away Pokemon were. And it worked once you kind of figured it out and you got used to it and learned the system a little bit. And it was nice to have. Then they disabled it so it always showed three steps, which was kind of pointless. And in the last update, they just flat out removed it with no word about why they removed it. Everybody, for the longest time, just thought it was a bug, and now it's just gone. Right. And people were incredibly annoyed at that, myself included. Not only that, this is a little bit more on the conspiracy theory side, but everywhere people are reporting that it's way harder to catch Pokemon with Pokeballs now. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's also, I, I pretty much stopped playing Pokemon. Go because of it. So I felt like every time I wanted to play it, I had to spend 20 minutes just farming Pokeballs to spend whenever I, I played that session. And I didn't want to play a game that I had to do fucking 20 minutes of setup to actually play the fucking game. Frankly, in my opinion, you should just have unlimited Pokeballs. You shouldn't lock out a corner of the game like that. But they want to lock you out of the game because they want you to pay real money for the Pokeballs. So, which yeah. just feels fucking scummy and shitty. Uh, another thing that they did was they changed the encryption on the game so websites... Uh, like, what was it, PokeHunter and PokeVision? Yep. Those sites that had, like, a Google Map overlay and showed you where all Pokemon were in a huge range, making it easier and more reasonable to find rare shit, Uh, they denied access to that stuff, which, when you combine it with the removal of the three-step, makes finding Pokemon that aren't fucking Pidgey and Zubat right now really kind of shitty. Correct. I've seen tons of people super pissed off at uh, Nintendo, including... Guides being posted all over the place. If whether you use an Android product and Google Wallet or whatever it's called, or Apple and their Apple Wallet or whatever it's called, ways to do chargebacks on those, you would probably get banned from Pokemon Go. But even if you spent it on in app purchases already, you'd be able to get all your money back since the game launched. And people have been like reposing that shit everywhere. People have been saying that I'm going to get my money back. This is bullshit. I think a lot of this stems from the fact that Nintec is not doing a good job communicating with their fans.
0: So uh, have there been mass refunds having something to do with these third-party sites being shut down? So that's kind of what I was gathering. Or is so, that just not
1: related at all? Uh, August 1st, which was Monday, Nintec finally did put po- like a week or two later, finally did post about these things. Um, in regards to the third-party websites, they say, we have limited access by third-party services which were interfering with our ability to maintain quality of service for our users and to bring Pokemon Go to users around the world. The large number of users has made the rollout of Pokemon Go around the world an interesting challenge, and we aren't done yet. Yes, Brazil, we want you to bring you the game too. They kind of imply that maybe it was causing service issues, but they didn't directly say that. They kind of implied that maybe it was cheating, but they didn't directly say that. They just said that they disallowed those websites to access Pokemon Go. huh. In a similar fashion, in regards to three steps, they say, we have removed the three-step display in order to improve upon the underlying design. The original feature, although enjoyed by many, was also confusing and did not meet our underlying product goals. We will keep you posted as we strive to improve this feature. Which, in regards to that, my thing is, like, okay, why don't you just fucking leave that in until you had the new future ready? Because what you have now is undeniably worse than what you had before. And just saying it was confusing when you could just go online and get other people tell you how to do it, it's kind of bullshit. And I find it really interesting, too, because, uh, what was it, like, a month ago when Pokemon Go first came out, like, the hype for this game was unparalleled. Right. I expected a crash. I did not expect a crash this soon, and I didn't expect
0: Nintendo to Basically act like a bunch of shitheads about it. Yeah, I saw this coming too. I just didn't think it would be happening this fast into its lifespan. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I expected uh, Pokemon Go to die with, like, with a quiet whimper instead of a angry mob like this. I don't think it's going to die. This is They're going to lose a chunk of their audience. But I think it's mostly people like me who've kind of had their go with this game. For my case, I've already caught so many Pokemon that it's very much like a Pidgey Rattata catching simulator at this point. Right, I'm just grinding to make my bar, my level go up. I'm just hoarding shit for the sake of doing it. I'm not really enjoying it anymore. I don't even really pull my phone out and play it when I'm walking around that often. I still would like to cl- to complete the Pokedex, but like I can't speak for all the refunding shit and stuff because I haven't been spending money on this game and I have no attention to. As for them shutting down the third-party apps, to anyone like me who's just playing it just to collect Pokemon... These apps don't interfere with anyone else's play style. I don't even use them, but if someone I knew was using them to catch Pokemon easier, it wouldn't stop me from playing the game without them. I would still be getting the same experience. It doesn't interfere with me at all. The only way these third-party apps could potentially be damaging to the actual game's ecosystem, if you want to call that, player base, whatever, is the fact that people can grind certain Pokemon easier to take down gems more quickly which, you know, is damaging to the competitive aspect of it, but who the fuck gives a shit about that? I mean, well, I'm sure people do, but what the fuck is wrong with you is what I'm asking. I Like, this Pokemon Go isn't a fucking esport, so I don't think it needs this kind of moderation. Yeah,
1: personally, I was excited to use things like Poke Hunter and Poke Vision because that's the aspect of the game I enjoy is the hunting. But at the moment, with especially with the removal of the step system, it feels so fucking unrewarding to look for Pokemon. And yeah. with the supposed increase in uh pokemon escape rate and how how much harder they are to catch it feels even less rewarding i've had a couple of times where a pokemon i really wanted would just fucking escape after the first pokeball throw or i just were take so many fucking like 30 fucking pokeballs to catch a goddamn pidgey just like ridiculous shit like that it's the point where it's like this game is just a
0: practice of frustration i'm no longer having fun so i'm gonna quit which is yeah it uh, it seemed like um I was reading a lot of people are using these apps because they were just so fed up with how poor the the tracking thing works in the game. So they should have taken that people are bothering to use third-party applications to turn off their phone and look at something else just to continue to play our game. Maybe we should fix that within the game instead of just removing people's option to do that. Offer an alternative or a better solution within the game. Even if it was just something like the phone will vibrate when you're walking in the correct direction towards a Pokemon or something like that. Just subtle things like that they could have done to just make the game, just give it a little more direction. Give people something to do other than just walk around like a headless chicken hoping to get lucky. It's a very Nintendo thing to do to just pull the plug on this. Um, I... I- Called that, I said that in a comment somewhere, and someone responded and said, Nintendo didn't pull the plug on this. They didn't make the game. Nintech did that. And I like, well, it's still being overseen by Nintendo, and Nintendo has policies, I'm sure, in regards to this shit. So even if Nintendo is expanding now onto mobile platforms and trying to broaden their horizons, they're still bringing these things with them that just fucking shit the whole thing up. Yeah. As a person who
1: was going to buy Pokemon Go plus the watch that was supposed to go with this, depending on the design of the watch and how it yeah. functioned. I'm no longer going to do this because I'm no longer going to play this fucking game unless it, unless it gets some update to make it what it, it, an update that would even just bring it back to how it was at launch would get me playing this again. But I really doubt that's going to happen.
0: They need to either have a very firm, concrete reason to do what they're doing and be very straightforward with it and be convincing, or they need to address these problems in the game. But other than that, like they're just basically they're stuffing out their own audience they're not listening to what their fans want. They're just trying to right. bottleneck everybody. Plus, a huge part of this, too, is when they do these updates
1: that modify the features, they need to have an announcement coincide right along with it. Because when I was reading about the removal of all this stuff, people had all these cockamamie theories arguing with each other, some people you know, valiantly defending the game. And it's kind of ridiculous that this is even a discussion in the first place. Nobody knows. The only people that know is Nintec. They shouldn't be keeping their mouth shut for like weeks at a time. Like Day of these updates, they need to be saying something. It is a a shitty job on their part. And if they have the mentality of, oh, we're just game does, we don't do it, this kind of stuff. Then hire somebody to be in charge of your PR. Hire somebody to be in charge of your fucking social media websites and take care of this shit for you. This isn't just like a AAA game kind of thing where they can just release it and have it be done. When you have a mobile app that has consistent updates like this, you need to have an open communication with your audience. Or you're just going to keep running into shit like this. Yep. And, and And if they keep going down this path, I really expect this app to go down in flames.
0: On mobile, it will always be a monumental success. I don't think you're going to be losing too many people because of it. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, nothing will ever compare to what this game was. But I do think they will be bleeding people faster than they should have been like they're yeah. always going to lose people. There's no way they could maintain their audience. But I expected a much slower decrease with uh, you know the occasional bumps when they did major updates like expanding the pokédex. If they keep going in this direction,
0: I expect the the quit rate to be a lot higher though. I'm fearing for Nintendo's future now because if they're going in a bad direction, they're going into a fuck you you don't know what you want, we know what you want direction that everyone else seems to do with these kind of things. Oh well, I'm still playing Pokémon Go on occasion. I'm just not that into it and if they keep like, I only noticed the Pokeball thing yesterday when it took me fucking like eight attempts to catch a, the level Pidgey, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah,
1: uh, it's, now- yeah. I've ran into that before. It's like CP seventeen Pidgey, and you don't get that. Should be like a one Pokeball bullshit. Well, it's still fun to catch a new Pokemon, but it is, it's amazing. Yeah. But I don't want to go through all the bullshit. Yeah. Okay, I have one more story. Okay. For about fifteen minutes, No Man's Sky was available on the PlayStation Network. A handful of people were able to download this game, and they've released videos of them playing it, streams, their opinions. Somebody has already made it to the center of the galaxy. Yep. I just want to say that I haven't seen hype for this game turn around so fast. Nope. Like, no, wait. It did? Seriously? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, places, like, uh, the No Man's Sky subreddit is basically on fire, where okay. people I, are... It's I like ac- a civil war.
0: Yeah, I was actually going there trying to find... Like, I want to read stuff, but everyone was all hush-hush, spoiler, 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 spoiler. No one was giving any hard details, so everyone's losing their shit now, huh? Oh yeah, people
1: are really upset. I'm sure I know for a fact that we've talked about this before in the past, where the developers have said that 90% of the planets will be completely barren. Yep, not true. Every single yeah. planet has life on it. I actually even read that. If, yeah, even if it's just as simple as a planet full of prairie dogs and nothing else. Yeah,
0: well, what I guess I took from that was that ninety percent of planets won't have much life on it.
1: I, I honestly think that's kind of dumb. That yeah. yeah, it should have been what they said: where ninety percent of planets are completely <laughs> barren. That way, when you do find life, it's exciting. But. Whatever. Um, okay.
0: I I was disappointed because I don't think anyone has come out right out and said it because the only guy who made it the center of the galaxy apparently he's like I don't want to ruin it for everyone. What it sounds like the center of the galaxy is is what I suspected, which is it's just a portal to another galaxy, which I think is incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. A I lot mean, of
1: I, people. I, a lot of people are expecting that.
0: I was hoping it would be a. I mean, at the very least, a portal that shoots you back out into the same galaxy. But why you want to be stuck in another galaxy? is just. I mean, I figure once I get there, I just turn around and start exploring the same galaxy and hope I run into someone or I don't know, right. whatever. Yeah, I'd hang
1: out towards the center of the galaxy and try and run into people. Another really big one is they were saying like it would take you 50, 100 hours, I think it was, to get to the center of the galaxy. Uh, the guy yeah. who did it, did he said he did it in 30, but it's completely possible to do it in 12 due to... An exploit. Not an exploit. Mm. It's a design choice, he said. There's a specific item in every solar system. That just sells for a shit ton. Yeah. And every solar system has it and it's in a very specific place in every single one. Like it's put there on purpose. It has lore implications why it'd be that valuable. He just says he thinks it's worth way too much. Yeah. I read about
0: that. The most expensive ore is like thirty thousand something, but this thing that he that you can find every solar system is like two hundred and seventy five hundred thousand or something. Yeah, it's seven hundred thousand, like way the fuck more. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, and the other thing
1: that this is the one that actually like kind of disappoints me a little bit is uh the flying this the spaceship flying is really really simple in this game. That surprises you, or did you say it doesn't surprise you? It doesn't surprise me. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish it wasn't true, but it doesn't surprise me. But no, it's I a fucking it, it's a console game. Of course, it's gonna be. It, it, it's a little more. I was I was hoping it'd be a little bit more on the sim. I mean, not like a straight up sim. But, like, from my understanding, there's no atmosphere when you enter. Like, you don't have to worry about overheating. You don't have to worry about crash landing. The game doesn't let you crash. Like, you cannot fly into the sides of mountains. You cannot crash yourself into water. Mm -hmm. So, it, like, holds your hands in that regard. And it just seems really.
0: Yeah, I expected all that. This game would be taking several more years if they were actually going to make an honest to God good flight sim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I wasn't even expecting. I mean, flight sim. I was was just expecting something that. Yeah, arcade. But still, like yeah it still like arcadey but still let it feel like fucking space well even the demos they've showed it looks incredibly simple and not too awesome what looks even worse to me is the on ground stuff like all the things i've seen of the guy walking around the ground it just looks incredibly fucking dull and i, I don't know how like every time you attack an animal on a planet or something basically the space please show up and try to stop you every time so it, it almost like stops you from trying to have fun yeah yeah right
1: It is interesting, though, because people are fucking arguing with each other. They're quoting the lead on this and saying, you know, like, this is what he said, and this is what we're getting. And I I knew that this was going to happen. I just didn't expect it to
0: happen. Everyone with a fucking brain did. You know what's funny is despite all this, I'm still expecting to pick it up next week and have a good time with it and go, yeah, actually, this is even better than I thought. Yeah, exactly.
1: And you know why? It's because uh, what these people have said is what I expected to get out of the game, which was a space exploration game. And that's what it is, and that's what it will continue to be. is a space planet exploration game. And if you don't want to just wander around the planets and look at weird shit, then you're going to be disappointed. And that's kind of why I was just hoping the space flight would be better, because I think space flight directly ties into the fact that it's a space exploration game, but whatever.
0: I mean, what was unveiled about that thing that you can sell for an ungodly amount of money is what I'm worried is going to kill the game for me, because that's my objective, is to get to the center of the galaxy... I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it's not going to just come down to this repetitive routine where every time I go to a solar system, I know exactly what I have to do and I just do that, and it's just like a matter of time until I do it and then move on. If there's no excitement or joy, if there's like no reason to actually explore the planets that you find instead of looking for whatever the fuck this thing is that you're looking for, mm-hmm. if there's no joy in doing that, then why the fuck is it even in the game? Yeah, the thing I, I kind of ran
1: into too is something similar to that, where it was like I was expecting that the flight to the center of the universe, you'd basically. You have this line, this more or less this straight line that you'd go on, but on your travels you'd run into problems and problems you'd have to fix. Like you'd be forced to make crash landings, so you'd have to repair your ship. You know things that would delay you and make your journey an actual journey. But it just sounds like what you said, where every solar system is going to play out more or less the same. And that's, you might see different stuff each way, but it's going to play out the same each time.
0: Oh, God. Now, now you got me really imagining how they could have basically made Star Trek Voyager into this game. Basically, yeah. like, you go to Solar System, there's a wormhole here that will get you halfway to your destination. Oh, wait, no, it's not enemy ship showed up. Now we have a moral dilemma. What do we do? Do we save these people? Do we go home? Or, I mean, whatever the fuck. I mean, that, here, 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 or here or we go. Exact- Here's what this game could have been and what people are hyping up to be, but we know it's not going
1: to be. That's more or less what I was expecting. So, in that regard, I am a little bit disappointed. But at the same because I, like, I was honestly expecting shit like you fought, you get to this new solar system and the space station, which they confirmed they're space stations cool. and that there's going to be intelligent life. Cool. I was expecting to go there and be, be have, like, oh, you're stuck in a tractor beam. You now have to build relations with this faction or something to have them release you. You know, just like different problems constantly cropping up that I'd have to solve. And no, that's. I've also heard the AI for the space stations and intelligent life is really bad.
0: So, yeah, well, I expect every system in this game to be very simple and bare. Yeah, they're, they're going for quantity over quality. They always have been, and that's what the oh, kind of game. Yeah, I very bare be.
1: is incredibly factual. Um, I was expecting like the ship building aspect to be at least somewhat deep, and no, it's not. It's uh, all the sh- your ship is completely cosmetic. <laughs> yeah, like you'd expect one ship to be better at you know being a fighter, one ship to be better at training, that's that's not the case.
0: Well, considering that Sean Murray this entire time has been saying, I don't want to tell anyone too much because I don't want to ruin the surprise. No, it's all about the surprise. No, I want to keep it vague. So everyone's thinking, oh, it's going to be something amazing. It has to be, or it's just not going to be that interesting. And he's just trying to make it sound like it will be. So good job. Yeah, I would definitely say um, part of this problem is the hype kind of
1: got out of control. But the other part of the problem is definitely the devs were purposely misleading
0: and vague on certain shit. Yeah. When, yeah, yeah, they knew what they were doing. They're going to make so much money on this game that they're probably set for life. But I don't think anyone's ever going to trust them again if this turns out to be what I think we're, we think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I, d- despite all this, I think it's still going to have some value as a game. It's going to be fun, but uh, the marketing behind it has completely ruined the trust between. The idiots who actually believe them in them, you would think. Right. Who knows? They'll announce No Man's Sky 2 a couple years from now, and then they'll be like, oh, we're going to make it even better, but we're not going to tell you how. And everyone will go, oh, my God. You're 100% right, yes. yeah. Well, here it is. This Ooh. is the last chance we're ever going to get to speculate on No Man's Sky because it comes out in, like, four days or one week. I plan on getting it. Yeah, so I, I decide yeah. I'm, I'm going to get it on PS4 with you guys I because I was like, holy shit, I have an opportunity to actually use this device I never use and sitting on my couch just playing this game every day might be fun for a while.
1: Yeah, Maybe. exactly. I've actually, for once, this feels like... like Most of the time, I'm like PC all the way. Uh, why would I play get a game on console when I can get it on PC? This definitely seems like a game that's perfect to play on console, because it's the perfect sit on your couch, lay in your bed, have people watch you play, and just goof around
0: and do nothing important. And, see, I normally get it on PC, because I can play it on whatever monitor I want to hook it up to, but I realize there's a feature on the PS4 I've never used, and would have a good reason to use with this game, which is You can stream it to your smartphone if you have the exact sort of device that I have to plug a DualShock in with my phone. So I could actually lay in bed and play this game. Nice. Remotely. So I'm actually really interested to try that out and see how that works. And I think this is the perfect kind of game to do that with. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to watching everyone cry when it turns out to be what we knew it was going to be. And enjoying it despite that. I'll see you at the center of the galaxy. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, we can totally arrange a meetup there yeah I mean
1: earlier but just be like
0: this i was is- I, I was kind of hoping the center of the galaxy would be some sort of pvP arena or something. It would be something that actually involves all the players who got there doing something together or like some sort of like raid or some sort of giant boss everyone works together to fight or something cool like that that That's uh, what I was thinking is that would be some kind of well,
1: not necessarily was, a giant boss, but I was thinking it'd be like a big like Stargate kind of lock. And then every time like a hundred people make it or something like another one of the keys unlock and you get like a little bit more lore or something. And then when the last thing's unlocked, it's this big wide event where all of a sudden it opens up this portal and this invading species comes in or something crazy like that. And then everybody has to work together to like, and the, and the species like expands outward from the center of the universe and it just completely changes the game. But I knew it wasn't going to be that, but my brain came up with that idea. Like that'd be so badass. I know it's not going to happen, but it'd be awesome.
0: Well, we'll have to continue to dream. Yep. I feel really bad for those people who think this is going to be the last game they're ever going to have to buy. What's funny
1: is... uh, Oh, God, I can't believe... Yeah, I've read people say shit like that. <sighs> Seriously. uh, I will say, though, that depending on how this game goes, it might just encourage me to get something
0: like uh, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous is a totally different kind of beast from the sound of it, but... um. I'm more. I, I feel like once I have been done with No Man's Sky, I'm going to jump onto that because what I've been told about Elite Dangerous is it's basically your Truck Simulator in space. But if you come to it knowing you're just going to sit down, relax, and you're basically going to be hauling some cargo from one place to another, and you might get into a misadventure along the way, that's exactly what that game is. So, well, and that's kind of what I'd
1: want is something to play that would be play more a little bit more like a flight simulator. Yeah. And that'd be more about the flight aspect of space, which seems to be what Elite Dangerous is about, to my limited knowledge of it. So,
0: yeah, Cool. Well, next week is going to be No Man's Sky, the podcast, it seems
1: like. Yep. I expect us to have the opinion of, it's all right. I like it. Fairly positive. Not yep. amazing,
0: but yep. whatever. I'm going to have to stay off of forums, not because I'm worried about spoilers, but because once people start autistically breaking it down for all of its flaws, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. So I want to. Fool yeah, myself. that's true. Like that's already begun to happen when I started reading uh, the, The spoilers for No Man's Sky, I'm like, okay, yep, here's all the things I was worried about, but I'm still going to get it, the game, and just see it for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, plus I don't want people, like, already that, you know, the big key item on every, just knowing that exists already kind of taints the game a little bit for me, sadly. But yeah, I did stay away from trying to figure out
0: what's in the center of the galaxy early, because I want to figure that out on my own. Yeah, it's like I said, I don't think it has been 100% confirmed. It's just like 98% leading towards what I said at the beginning of this. Uh, I, I still hope it's not that, but I feel like it's probably going to be. Because I'm just wondering, if that is that, what happens? You get to the center of the galaxy, and then you have no jurisdiction of what galaxy it slingshots you into, and then what? Everyone who gets there just goes off into some new galaxy, and then they have an entire galaxy all to themselves? <laughs> and then it's like, what, I could just do this over and over again? Going to new galaxies and repeating the same fucking behavior? No, I'm good. But, yeah
1: that's already my biggest concern about the game it might be we cool if we met insane. up in the
0: center and then we do get to like pick a direction and be like hey andrew let's go explore this galaxy together and like yeah I don't know, like yeah turn into a joint thing but i i'm sure every single thing we can possibly imagine about what this game could be it won't be and we're just setting ourselves up for more reasons to dislike it so we yeah, should probably whatever. stop but, well I, yeah.
1: what i heard and what i'm really hoping is that at the center of the universe there's a giant cat girl orgy
0: that Fuck you can yeah. help take part in oh yeah Maybe mods... I mean, if you can play single-player, people can maybe... Maybe someone will take this game and... uh, Mods will fix it, guys! Mods will fix
1: it. Actually, this seems like the perfect game to have mod support. So, that'd
0: be awesome. It can't have too great a mod support if it's all going to be one giant universe connected, but in a single-player game, yes. No, I've... Yeah, no, I... For a team as small as the one behind this game, there's no way they could have made this all game that everyone would have expected. But we've already beaten that reality into the ground so now all the puppies who believed otherwise are going to be woken up and be very disappointed what's funny too is a lot of people are in
1: complete denial about the this is what the game is thinking that there's going oh, to be I, like a day one patch and they'll yeah. fix absolutely everything you
0: remember what i said in like episode 22 i'm like there's going to be denial for until like the end of the year and then by like <laughs> next year this time that's going to be when it, everyone has just moved on and realized yeah no my sky was not a big deal and yeah but people are going to try to believe otherwise for as long as they can until they just can't fool themselves anymore. Yep. Bio Remorse will be out in spades, so... Yeah, but I'm still hyped to play it a lot more than I thought it would be. I've actually been thinking about it all week. Nice. I've been thinking about Deus Ex 2. I mean, oh, those- that, that, that game, uh, I am legitimately... Like, no Man's Sky, I'm like, yeah, I'm
1: looking forward to it. Deus Ex, I'm like, I, I want this. I need yeah. this. I want to...
0: Yeah. Wait, what? it. Uh, you actually just cut out on whatever you said. Maybe it's for the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, if No Man's Sky is a total piece of shit, then I've I'm, I'm got higher hopes for Deus Ex anyway. That's going to be a good time. The one thing I really didn't like about Human Revolution was how it all ended. Uh, well, like, yeah. Uh, so If that, Man Guy Divided is the same exact game, but it just has a stronger ending, or the ending reflects based on prior decisions you made throughout the game, I'll be really happy.
1: Yeah, I really didn't care for spoilers for like a whatever year-old game. I didn't like the whole... You made it to the end of the game. Push one of these three buttons to get your
0: cutscene. Yeah. That's not even a fucking cutscene. It's like still images with text overlaid. Yeah, with you know, basically Adam Jensen telling you why you chose what you chose. <laughs> right. And it was funny. It's like the text and like the meaning behind the choices
1: was good. They just need to be flushed out more with more buildup to the
0: endings and the endings themselves fleshed out a little bit more. I know they would have been great. Yeah, they were just trying to make it select whatever ending you chose, it didn't feel like the game was scolding you for making a choice. I really respect that. I mean, I, this could just turn it into an entire other discussion that we should probably just save for another podcast, but you feel like the subject matter and sort of the politics handled in Dance human Revolution was well done? Uh, I'm white, so my opinion on uh, this doesn't that's, matter. That's right, that's right, but uh, I guess I'll, I'll speak into a black hole where nobody cares about my opinion. I thought it was pretty well done. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. Just
1: straight up, like, there is a lot of From Adam's own denial and acceptance of what he was becoming to um, David Seraph and just how much of a visionary he was, the slow realization that Adam's girlfriend was not a victim and instead a perpetrator in the horrible crimes in Adam's life, the way that the poor were seen, the difference of views between America and Hong Kong, it was really fucking good and engrossing, and it drew me into the game in a very believable way. Reminded me a lot of when I played the original Deus Ex.
0: Yeah. And it tried its hardest to not pick a side and just let you decide. So Yeah, that's l- like, to let you experience it. And I hope Mankind of Edda continues that. If they do, that's probably why uh, people are currently raging on Twitter about it. So I'm I'm ready. Give it to me. Yeah, people are upset that it's not just going to be an echo chamber for their own goddamn opinions.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I think what you said, too, like, is a key point to it where it didn't try to wag their finger or parade any one side where it let them just be like, this is what it is. Yep. I mean, even even though Adam's girlfriend treated him like a complete... Like she was a complete bitch to him, she still had a point to her benefit of, I am forwarding the progress of mankind. So
0: i think mankind divided will be an interesting audio feature yes. i assume we're going to be doing one for that oh fuck yeah all right i, I think we're both getting it on release so yeah uh, i hope the pc port is good the only way i can see myself not getting this game is if it's just runs like garbage deus ex started on pc so fucking get the pc port right please let me rephrase that deus ex is a pc game so do not fuck up the pc port please yeah right
1: Especially in this day and age, design the shit for the PC and then port to the consoles. The consoles are just weaker PCs anyway. So,
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, you got any more news stories? Or I think. No, we should definitely wrap it up. All right, cool beans. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, thank
0: you sincerely for listening. Hey, Ryan, where can they find our sad, lonely podcast? you can subscribe stream or download our podcast via the rss feed on www.explosionofhappiness.com. you can also find the podcast on itunes or streamer content on youtube under the channel explosion of happiness if you have a twitter account you can follow my personal twitter ground tank where i'll be forwarding all of our uploads to as well and i think that'll be that thank you for listening and god bless america and watch out for the chinese communist party they're around every corner
1: be ever vigilant the illuminati is watching Until next week, goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, Ryan. Yes, Andrew. What do you think is at the center of the universe in No Man's Sky? Hey, giant middle finger a giant um, dildo i think it's the just the two biggest softest most perfect round pair of tits and then you, you get to like land your ship like right in between them and you can climb up the, and they're like all soft and yeah you, you can like sink into the the supple flesh and uh just writhe around on the wait what
0: were we talking about see you at the center <laughs> that might have been a little too creepy that's totally our thing. And I honestly, the, when I first heard him talk about the *Center of the Galaxy, I was just thinking if I was a developer, it would totally just be AJ Gynek, planet sized statue of a middle finger. Because that's the only, like, there's no way I could live up to anyone's expectations, so just make it funny is what I would do. Uh, in Final Fantasy XI, for
1: the longest time, the best fishing pole in the game, you got it by catching 100,000 or 10,000 of, like, a really low level fish. Okay. It was just a massive fucking grind. And you would turn it into these quest NPCs. Okay. And then they would fucking chastise you. When they'd give you this piece of paper that said that you had no good use for your time. <laughs> That's what it should be in No Man's Sky. You fly to the center of the universe and this is like this giant neon sign that says congratulations on all the time you wasted playing this piece of shit. (laughs) I would laugh. Oh my God. By the way, I listened to our StarCraft feature today. Yeah. Uh, The first half was kind of shitty and really rambly and I think we sobered up partway through because all of a sudden we got way more on point for like the second half of it, so we finished drawn,
0: but we started out kind of weak. Ah, uh, you thought it was shitty. I thought we, were At just, first. we were just we were just we were just conversing. Like I mean, we just finished the game and yeah. it was going. I,
1: I feel like I feel like I rambled a little too much, but that's just me. Uh, me specifically, I rambled too much.
0: It was sort of the same thing with the uh, when you talked about heart of the swarm, though. Yeah. Whatever. I don't. If we have fans who actually listen to us, they could let us know. <laughs> We do yes. have we do have a fan. Hello, Nate. I don't know if you listened to our audio feature. You can let us know if Andrew was being rambly or if right. I was being a dick. Both. Why not? Yeah. Alright. Hey
1: Ryan. Yes, Andrew. Did you beat uh Super Metroid? Working on it? You're still a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>